You're listening to True North with Pastor Gary Cottle of Gary Cottle Ministries on today's edition. And no pastor can ever give you what God can give you in the privacy of your own walk with Him. I can only fan the flames. I can only throw words in your direction and hope that you catch them. Amen. Hope that it spurs you along. Hope that it motivates and encourages you to do your own searching. But at the end of the day, no sermon, no Sunday school lesson will ever take the place of a personal walk with God. If you want to learn how to walk through the midnight, you're going to have to learn how to not just pray, but listen to God speak. When you're feeling overwhelmed, burdened by the hardness of life, putting one foot in front of the other can seem impossible. So what do you do in those moments? How do you keep going? Today, Pastor Gary invites you to take a look at what Psalm 27 has to say about walking through those dark times. You'll be encouraged to draw close to the Lord and wait for Him to speak to you. He's what you need. He's your source of hope and help. So just stay close to Him and listen for His still, small voice. Now here's Pastor Gary in Psalm 27 as he continues his message, Walking Through Midnight. Solomon said, knowledge is grievous. There's some things that God knows you're better off not knowing because you wouldn't be able to understand it if He told you. Why would God waste your time and His telling you, trying to explain something to you that you'll never understand until the sweet by and by? So He gives you something that's better than knowledge. He gives you a peace that passes all understanding. We're kind of like on an as-need-to-know basis with God. If we need to know, He'll tell us. Now, if you think that that's a little bit harsh on God, let me ask you a question, parent. How many times have you told your children everything that you know? Thank you. And you do it because they're not mature enough, they're not old enough, or a list of reasons that you may withhold information. They won't ever understand until they walk in your shoes. You see, when you look at it from just a plain and common sense perspective, it kind of makes sense, don't it? Daddy knows best. Even, w- even when the lack of knowledge hurts, God knows that I couldn't handle the weight of knowing would crush me even further. And so he teaches me to just come before his presence and pour out my petitions before him. And sometimes he gives answers and sometimes he gives peace, but that's his prerogative. And in either case, he's going to help me get through it. Amen. And so I'm talking about getting through the midnight. Sometimes you're just going to have to bear your heart and let come what may and be thankful for whatever it is that God gives you. And sometimes it takes time. Sometimes it takes patience. Uh, There's been seasons in my life or even months at a time where it didn't feel like my prayers could get above the ceiling. Amen. Uh, But it was a season of testing my faith. Would I believe God's word when I didn't sense his presence? Uh, But God's doing that to teach us how to stand on his infallible word because it will bear any weight that you put on it walking through the midnight hour lift him up and praise lift to him your petitions and uh, number three i want to say this listen to him in prayer don't make the mistake of doing all the talking when you're praying because after all prayer is a two-way conversation amen 
Everybody knows that person that you can't get in a word edgeways with when you start talking to them. Amen. Do you enjoy, quote unquote, talking to people that won't shut up and that won't listen to you when you have something that you want to say? Amen. How do you think our Father feels when you come into His presence and you pour, dump all of your burdens on Him and then you leave before He has a chance to respond? Hello. Take some time to listen. If you, if you do nothing, you say, I don't know what that looks like. Well, it's real simple. Just zip your lips. <laughs> Open your ears. Read your word. Let the Holy Spirit do some talking. Amen. And I'm having a little fun with this, but you know it's the truth. Amen. Listen to him. Listen to him because when you open up your ears, he said, open your mouth wide and I will feel it. If, well, if you open your mouth wide and he'll feel it, don't you reckon he'll open If you open your ears up, he'll feel them too. Amen. Uh, verse 8 of chapter 27, when thou sayest, seek ye my face, my heart said unto thee, thy face, Lord, will I see. You see, he got into prayer with the Lord and the Lord spoke. And what did the Lord tell David to do? Seek ye my face. And sometimes all God's going to tell you is keep searching. Don't give up. Keep looking. Keep reading the Word. Keep praying. Keep believing me. Don't quit. Because what if your answer doesn't come in a single verse, but in an array of multiple verses that it's going to take you some time to discover and let the Holy Spirit stitch it all together and make it sense to you? What if your answer comes in phases and in classes that are built one upon another? What if like Jesus told his disciples, he said, many things I have to say to you, but you're not yet able to receive them. What if he wants to give you the answer, but it's like five lessons away from where you're at right now, but you, he can't even give you those lessons because you're not searching for him. Amen. He'll, he'll give you answers in parts to lead to the whole. The Bible says the spirit of God will lead and guide you into all truth. In other words, there is a journey to your knowledge and understanding and your ability to receive the fullness of the truth that God wants to share with you. But you're going to have to, you're going to, have to become a student of the Word. You're going to have to become a follower of Christ and listen to Him. And, and line upon line, precept upon precept, in the process of time, if you'll sow enough of God's seed and God's Word into your heart and to your mind, even when it feels like it's lying dormant and don't make any sense to you, one day the lights will come on and the Holy Spirit has something to work with because you put the seed in you. And now he can begin to bring things to your remembrance and begin to teach you things and, and show you things and connect dots and bring this verse over here to this verse and, and marry those verses and show something to you that answers a specific question in your life that nobody could have told you but him and because you learn how to seek his face. You're going to have to do some searching. And I know that's not what we want to hear. I used to get aggravated at my mother-in-law. I love her to death. But earlier in my ministry, I served as assistant pastor to my father-in-law for seven years. And when me and Amy and the family was going through difficulties, I would pour my heart out looking for some golden nugget from the Word. And all she would look at me and say is, just pray. I'm like, is that all you got? <laughs> say something to help me. But what I didn't know she couldn't have said anything that would have helped me anymore. Because right. what I've learned to do is pray. 
And I've learned that there's no better place to find the answer than at the sweet feet of Jesus. And now when my children come to me and ask me answers to complicated questions, you know what I'm telling them? Pray. Seek the Lord. I can't give you the answers. And no pastor can ever give you what God can give you in the privacy of your own walk with Him. I can only fan the flames. I can only throw words in your direction and hope that you catch them. Amen. Hope that it spurs you along. Hope that it motivates and encourages you to do your own searching. But at the end of the day, no sermon, no Sunday school lesson will ever take the place of a personal walk with God. If you want to learn how to walk through the midnight, you're going to have to learn how to not just pray, but listen to God speak. So I don't know how, if I can recognize His voice. You, you'll, you'll know it when you hear it. And if you're not convinced that you've heard it yet, hey, he said, seek me and you shall find me, did he not? Amen. That just tells me if you've sought and you've not found, you've not sought long enough yet. Uh, Because he said you would find him. It might just be around the next prayer. It might just be around the next meeting with God in the altar. It might be in the next step of obedience that you take to the last thing God asks you to do that you've been sitting on. But you keep seeking God. He said, seek me and ye shall find me. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. I'm telling you, you need to learn to listen to him. If you'll listen to him in the midnight hour, he will speak words at strategic moments in your life that will help you avoid pitfalls and have peace that you need to keep going for him help us lord to listen to you Acts 17 27 said it this way that they should seek the lord if happily they might feel after him and find him though listen he be not far from every one of us somebody needs to hear he's not far He's not far from you. I know you feel distant from the Lord. I know your trouble has convinced you that God's nowhere in sight, that you can't feel Him, you can't find Him, you can't make any sense. Uh, But Job said, even though I can't find Him, He knoweth the way that I take. uh, And when He hath tried me, I shall come forth as gold. He said, I don't know what tomorrow holds, but I know who holds tomorrow. uh, And I will rest in confidence knowing that He has my best interest at heart. Glory to God, I'm glad for the sweet consolations of the Holy Ghost and how He walks with us and He talks with us. Number four, I got to hurry. Amen. But I want to say this. (laughs) I found the lily in my valley. The Bible said in the Song of Solomon, chapter 2 and verse 1, I am the rose of Sharon. And it said, I am the lily of the valleys. (laughs) Now, somebody may have already taught this to you, but just pretend like it's the first time you ever heard it, okay? Have you ever seen the same lily in more than one valley? No, you haven't, unless you dug it up and replanted it, right? <laughs> but God said, I will be to you the, the, the lily you need in any valley that you walk through. You can find me in this valley just like you found me in the last valley. He's the lily, not just of the valley that I went through yesterday, but he's the lily in every single valley that I ever have to walk through in this life. I'm telling you, he's your rose of Sharon. He's your bright and morning star. He's your lily in this valley. And you need to hear this. This valley is no different than any other valley. It's not going to do you in. It's not going to finish you off. And you're going to find that the faithful one is right here with you in this one just like it was in any other valley. I don't care how dark it is. 
I don't care how messed up it is. You say, well, I brought myself into this valley. I think God ought to just let me suffer the, 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 my own demise. God's even got grace for that. Amen. Somehow we pretend like God only helps, helps us with problems that other people bring into our life. But now if we mess up, we're on our own. Since when did God ever leave it up to our own devices to help ourselves out of trouble? He said, all we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one of us to our own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. The truth is, if he left, us, left it up for us to help ourselves out of the trouble we got ourselves in, we would never be helped. Because I can't dig myself out of this mess I got myself into. You know what I'm going to need? I'm not going to need another list of do's and don'ts so that I could earn bounty points with God. That ain't going to do me no good. I need a little bit of humility. I need a little bit of repentance. And I need a little bit of grace. And if I can just call on the name of the Lord, He'll scoop me up and He'll pull me up out of the miry clay. And He'll set my feet on a solid rock and He'll establish my goings in spite of my past. And don't ever let church people convince you that God's through with you. You're not their judge, thank you very much. I don't care who they are, where they've been, what they've done. You leave their past between them and God and you just minister grace to them. Because all of us need a good dose of grace every once in a while. All of us need a little bit of pick-me-up from God, Jehovah, the righteous one every once in a while. Because if I had to pick myself up, I'd never do it. Never be able to do it. So you know what he does? He does it for me. He rolled up his sleeves in eternity past and said, now I see that my creation is going to fall and blunder and there's not going to be a thing that they can do to save themselves. So I guess I'm going to have to put a plan together because I love them too much uh, and I want to fix it so uh, that fellowship can be restored and I know it's going to be their fault and I know they don't deserve it and if they got what they deserve, they'd be in hell. But I'm going to do it anyway because I love them and that same grace it took to save you from your past that on the day you got saved is the same grace you're going to need to sustain you throughout your messed up Christian journey because we're still sinners saved by grace. I need the Lord to help me every day. I ain't been a saint since I got saved. Have you? (laughs) Okay, good. We're all on the same page then. Praise the Lord. His grace will sustain you. Mm, Let's see here. Number four, I want to say this. Lean on His power. You say, my goodness, how many points does he have? <laughs> I got five, so I'm on four. We good, right? We good. I- I'm almost there. Look at verse 10 of our text. When my father and my mother forsake me, the Lord will take me up. Number four, you're just going to have to learn to lean on his power. I, don't, I couldn't imagine a more crushing rejection than having been rejected by your own biological parents. Some might be here that have experienced that very reality. It wouldn't surprise me in a crowd this size. And to you, I say, I'm sorry that you've had to live through that. And I know it's painful and I know it hurts, even though I've never had to experience that. But if that's the extreme of broken relationships Look what the Lord says He does. He takes you up. The good news is you don't have to walk it alone in spite of who forsook you, in spite of who rejected you, in spite of who broke your heart. 
in spite of who disappointed you. You might have invested your entire life into somebody and they just walked away like, and you're just left in shell shock. Do you know what the Bible said the Lord will do? He'll take you up. He'll carry you when you can't carry yourself. And he'll carry you when you've been dropped by the most important people in your life. Learn to lean on him. He can carry the weight. Learning to lean. Learning to lean. If you know the song, sing it. Learning to lean on Jesus. Finding more power than I've ever dreamed. I'm learning to lean on Jesus. Sing it one more time. Learning to lean, learning to lean. I'm learning to lean on Jesus. I'm finding more power than I've ever dreamed. I'm learning to lean on Jesus. Ain't that good? He'll bear you. He'll take you up. He'll carry you through. If you haven't given him a chance yet, you need to do that today. Today. He loves you. Just uh, unload your burdens before him and watch and see if he don't help you. Amen. Lastly, I've got to close. You've got to love his presence. You've got to love his presence. Verse 14 speaks of his presence when it says, wait on the Lord. Be of good courage and he will strengthen your heart. And then he, said, he repeated it for all of us Baptists that had to be told twice. Amen. <laughs> wait on the Lord. I've always looked at that verse as I'm waiting on the Lord to show up. Until recently did, I, did it dawn on me that I'm not waiting on the Lord to show up because He's already here. Did you hear that? He's already in the room. Amen. He's accessible. He's approachable. <laughs> Ooh, hallelujah. You're not waiting on Him to show up. Amen. You're just waiting on him to take action. And I find comfort in the presence of my father, regardless of whether or not in that moment it looks like he has lifted his finger to help. Because David didn't ask always that God would move on his behalf, but he did beg God not to let his spirit depart from him. Because I do know this, that regardless of whether or not God is either doing something or not doing something, or doing something that I can't see him doing, the most important thing i got to know is that he's in the room and he's right here beside me. Amen. My wife and I have gone through many valleys, as most of you have too, no doubt. We've held our hands and wept, and we have come to the conclusion that regardless of our understanding or lack of understanding of what God's doing in our lives, as long as he gives us the assurance of his presence, we can make it through. 
I don't know sometimes what God's doing. I don't know how sometimes it's going to work out. But when I feel His presence, and I know His presence is there, I know it's going to be okay. <laughs> and, and, and the more I walk with the Lord, the more I realize that He's never left me, and He's never forsook me, and he never, He's not even going to start to do that. Just because I'm not emotionally acclimated to His presence doesn't mean that His presence is not there. I'm telling you, He's in your room, He's in your life, He cares for you, and He's about to do something in your life, but you just need to wait until He does it. Amen. But if he's close, that means he's got plans. You think God just wants to sit inactive in your life, your whole life, and not do anything? Why do you think he made his presence available? For you to just set him up like a, like a trophy so people look at him and you can talk about somebody that never does anything for you? No, he wants to be in your life so that he's available and accessible and that his power can be activated in a moment's notice when it's needed the most. He puts himself close enough to you that he can reach out and touch you when he needs to. And when I couldn't reach him, he came to where, where I was at. Amen. And sometimes I'm so weak, I can't even lift up my head to him. But, but that's okay. He gets down low on the ground with me and looks at me in my eyes and says, I'm right here, son. I'm right here with you. I'm never going to leave you. I told you I wouldn't, and I mean it. I'm here with you to the end. Look at the great intercessor, the Lord Jesus Christ, who is so committed to what he did for us on the cross that he still to this day ever liveth, liveth to intercede for you and for me and throughout all of eternity he's going to bear the marks of the scars in his hand and on his forehead as a constant reminder that he did that for you and even in his glorified state and throughout eternity he never wants us to forget that he never left us and he never forsook us and he's always there with us and you need to believe that today even if you can't feel it right now amen he's here <laughs> I'm talking about walking through the midnight hour. Oh, glory to God. When you don't know which way is up or down or around or what have you, learn to love His presence. He said in Psalm 16, 11, Thou wilt show me the path of life. In thy presence is fullness of joy. At thy right hand there are pleasures forevermore. Just learn how to bask in the presence of the Lord. If you can't do nothing else, I, there's been many times I find myself uh, in the church house just sitting quietly, just me and God, uh, and I don't even know how to pray. I don't even know how to bear the burden of my heart. I, there's not enough words in the English vocabulary to articulate, uh, to put into words the, the feelings of my soul and how grieved I am sometimes and how broken I am sometimes. So I just sit in this presence and I groan and moan and then the good Holy Ghost uh, takes my tears and my groanings and my moanings uh, and turns them into words that the Heavenly Father can understand uh, and it don't take long that the Jesus is sitting beside me and wrapping me up tight and loving on me uh, squeezing tears out of my eyes and ministering grace to me uh, and all I needed was just a touch of his presence and I'm telling you he can do the same for you today no matter how dark your midnight is Oh, glory to God. He is altogether lovely. Amen. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff. They comfort me. So I want you today to learn to walk in confidence. As verse 3 says, In this, he said, will I be confident. That's the complete sentence. In this... Well, I'd be confident, period. It, it sounds like it's a, he's fixing to set it up for something, don't it? 
He's fixing to tell us what he's fixing to be confident in. He's, he's not telling us what he's fixing to be confident in in, to, in terms of prayer. He's telling us that in spite of the valley he's walking through, he's going to be confident anyway. In this valley, I'm going to be confident based on the knowledge that I already have of who I'm serving. So you can walk in confidence that God has you by side. Thanks for listening today to Pastor Gary's message on True North. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an edition. If you've enjoyed today's message, please leave us a note in the comments and be sure to share these teachings with others. True North is a part of Gary Cottle Ministries, and you can learn more by visiting our website, garycottle.com. Is there something we could be praying for in your life right now? Let Pastor Gary know by sending an email to contact at garycoddle.com. That's contact at gary, C-A-U-D-I-L-L.com. Would you do something for us too? Would you pray for this ministry of True North? We want to make sure we're following God's plans for us at all times, with courage to step out in faith and humility to allow Him to work. Please pray that we'd stay tethered to the Lord always. Would you also pray for others who will be listening to this broadcast? Pray that God will open ears and hearts to His truth, and that many will come to know Jesus as their personal Savior. Thanks for partnering with us in this way. Our time with you is up for today, but thanks for joining us for this edition of True North.